Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, welcome to the show. This is Better Than Yesterday. It's the 13th of October, 2023. It's a Friday the 13th. Oh, what a Johnny Depp film. No, that was not her in Elm Street. Sorry, Bergensburg. This is Better Than Yesterday. Thanks for being a part of it. This is a podcast here to make your day-to-day better than yesterday, three times a week since 2013. That's what we've been doing. Mondays and Wednesdays, we do it by having a conversation with a guest. On Fridays, it's just me and you. Thank you so much for all the great, great emails about the Ben Gillies and Chris Joanne new episodes. So much fun having the boys here and just I'm so glad you got a lot out of it. If you haven't checked it out, it's Ben and Chris, uh, the drummer and bass player from Silverchair. And then we here the other week and it was uh, it was great. Look, it was really, really great. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me, it's super easy. Send Osher email at gmail.com. I should introduce myself if this is your first time. Hi, I'm Osher Ginsberg. I'm a podcaster. I'm a TV host. I'm currently screaming Take It Off every Monday night in Australia. Uh, I'm about to whisper and count roses a few times a week in Australia, or if not once a week, I don't know. Uh, I had a great day riding the motorbike around today listening to Cardi B, who is a very interesting musical artist and really is a very powerful person, and I really enjoyed riding the motorbike around to that. Look, uh, normally on on a Friday, it's just me and you, and I'm just having a chat, right? But today is different because less than 24 hours ago, Joe Williams was at my house, the brilliant Joe Williams. He came around and I, I just didn't want to miss the opportunity to ask him about the referendum vote. Uh, if you're listening to this in five years, you know what happened. But tomorrow is the vote to see if Australians approve of a voice to parliament being inserted into our constitution. Joe Williams is an extraordinary human. He's a former professional NRL player and he was a champion boxer after his league career. And he transformed his life and he has written a brilliant book and he's this extraordinary kind of mental health advocate. He works very, very hard in suicide prevention and mental health and uh, he works very hard in, in indigenous communities, particularly and sometimes remote ones. Joe has openly shared his personal struggles with mental illness uh, around bipolar disorder, 
addiction, and he's a strong voice in raising awareness about mental health issues, about and about breaking the stigma that's associated with them. Joe is a proud Wiradjuri First Nations Aboriginal man. He was born in Cowra in New South Wales. He was raised in Wagga. He lives in Dubbo. If you're from overseas, these are all wild names for you, but well, raised in Wagga Wagga, because it was the town so nice to name it twice. And um, he lives in Dubbo with his family. I've known Joe for over five years now. He's a wonderful man. He's been so generous. Joe has invited me on country with him. I've participated in sacred practice with Joe. I consider it a deep honor and I'm enormously humbled that he chose to share some of his knowledge with me and involve me in some of the practices that he's a part of. It, it was profound to do it. And um, yeah, I, I'm very lucky to have had that opportunity. I, I think it's very important that we talk and talk and talk and listen and read about the vote tomorrow. And it's important to talk to Joe. Look, if you've already voted, then don't worry. I'm unable to change your mind because you've already voted. That's fine. If you've already made your choice, it's fine. I'm also not going to be able to change your mind. That's okay. That's fine. If you're still wondering which way you might vote, I allow me, if you will, to consider the following. I will not tell you what to vote, but I'll tell you what I did and why. I voted yes the other day, and I did it because I want to be able to look my kids in the eye and have a sense of authority when I say to them, it is important to think about other people. And it's important to be kind to people, even people that you don't know, because they're all a part of our community. It's important to understand that you might not know everything and that you can trust people who are in positions of authority, who speak from knowledge. Uh, I'm specifically talking about the, uh, the elders who came together in the Constitutional Congress that they had around the Uluru Statement from the Heart. And even though I don't know all of the details of how, you know, I'm, I'm aware of it now, but it makes sense to me that I would believe that there's an authority and authenticity about the question that you're asking and, you know, it seems like a correct and morally correct thing to do and it seems to me like the past of the least harm and even though I don't know the facts or the figures and the numbers down to the nth degree and I don't need to know the granular details, to me, it's okay. I want to be able to show my kids it's okay to trust in people who, who come with that amount of authority and authenticity and I think it's also important to be brave and be brave and take a new path. Because if you're doing something repeatedly and it's not working, even though it's familiar, possibly habitual, it's not working. And you're not going to get where you want to go. And it's going to be no good for anybody. So even though it is scary to change sometimes, I want to show my kids that you can trust that you'll figure it out. Try something new. Trust that you will figure it out. And if it doesn't work out, guess what? You already know what it doesn't work looks like. So you've actually got nothing to worry about. You've actually got nothing to lose. Now, I also voted yes because I want not only for my kids to grow up in a, uh, an Australia that believes in itself and its ability to navigate an important conversation around our history so that we can build a better future together, but I also want the First Nations kids and their kids 
I want to let them know that their country cares for them as much as it cares for my kids, that those kids belong and that they deserve agency around their lives just as much as me and my kids do. I love my country. I love it with all my heart. And there's a lot of fear and hate in the world at the moment. And tomorrow, we have a chance as a country to show that kindness is a thing that can be enacted on a national level. And it might be a really lovely gift to give the world a gift of kindness. Wouldn't that be nice? There's a lot out there about this referendum. I don't have to tell you that. It'd be your smart. You know what's right, you know, and you know what's made up. You know what's a, a tricky truth to hold. One that makes you go, yeah, that's hmm, it's hard to hear, but I know it's real. And you know the difference between that and one that's straight up designed to make you feel afraid. You're clever. You know what's in your heart. It's the day before the referendum. You might vote today, early voting. And if you haven't voted yet, you'll, you'll vote tomorrow. So here's a chance to listen to an absolute legend of a man, a man who spends a lot of time, he calls it out wide. How are you, Joe? I'm out wide, mate. I might lose you. There's not great reception here. I'm out wide, he calls it. It's great. Joe works with remote communities. He works speaking to the young men and women way out there, helping them navigate the challenge of growing up Aboriginal and being connected in two worlds at once, connected to culture and country and connected to the modern world that you and I call home. Joe knows what he's talking about. He's a deeply spiritual man. And you're about to hear he's a deeply wise man. And he's a man who's been through enough shit himself to definitely know right from wrong and kind from unkind. He's extraordinary. And I hope you enjoy and listen with open ears to Joe Williams. Thanks for coming around, Joe. How are you doing? <laughs> That's a challenge, man. I it can't. Really is. This, I can't imagine. This whole... Everything that's just going on is just like, look, we know, we know what, 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 what this entire conversation has done has probably rippled to the surface what we've always known as far as the challenges with racism in this country. So it's starting to bring the overt stuff out there, which is, which is always a good thing, but it's, it's just draining, which, which I'm okay with. I'm all, I'm all right with it. And I know how to protect myself around different th challenges, but hey, Joe, what should I do? Where, where should I vote? And I'm like, well, I'm not going to tell you what you should do, but I'll tell you what I'm going to do. And then I, I tell everyone what my stance is and why my stance is. And whilst I don't believe everything's perfect, I, th I believe that there is, even if there's a tiny bit of progress, I believe that progress takes so long to happen that I believe that we should capture it once it's there, you know. What do you say when you when you tell people how you're voting and and why? Yeah, like I haven't been overly public with it. Um, I've been sharing a hell of a lot of other people's stuff, and again because of the exposure of having a having a decent platform and the, just the rot that it brings. Um, but I say I'm I'm going to be voting yes, um, and because for X, Y, Z reasons and happy to discuss those reasons if, if you need be. And, you know, and that then opens up a deeper conversation with it as well. I'm, I guess I'm lucky enough to, to be experienced where if I'm not 
in the 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 greatest mind frame, I'll let them know and just say, hey, listen, right now is not a good time to chat with it. I will vote yes, um, but do your homework as, as to what it is. And the challenge is, is that there is there is divide. There is divide around race with this, but there's also divide within our community, which is putting a hell of a lot of confusion into everyone's everyone's thinking as well. Which you know, I'm super respectful of of that. It's hard to talk to someone about that because I mean, the thing is, like, no no community is 100 percent on anything ever. We will elect a ruling party in Australia and a prime minister on a 51 percent vote and call it a landslide right? And then that's how we've done it for 123 years. So you can't, you can't expect every community to be 100% on anything. Yeah. And you know what the, what reports are saying or polls are showing as well is that you know, up to 80% of our people are heavily saying that, yes, this is what we want. It probably throws into confusion, you know, some of the, the people, let's not talk about the misinformation, like the deliberate lies oh, around man. things. But I also understand and I respect that there's a hell of a lot of our mob that are saying that, no, this isn't good enough. I get that. I understand that. I'm also, I'm in the space where I'm dealing with with mental health crisis with, with people most days of the week, yeah. you know, from, from right around the country and having conversations around that. So I, I get that we need change now around stuff like that. Will this be the change? I think having somebody at the table to be able to advocate for us in a way that billions of dollars are being spent is only going to be a positive thing, Osha. Yeah. Like some of the numbers that get pushed out, we're not talking millions. We're talking billions of dollars being wasted. And that's that's mine, that's yours, that's every Australian person's taxpayer's money that's being wasted and pushed into into, into places that is just having no results. I'm, a, I'm, I'm an ex-sports person, right? Like, and this is a really, really easy analogy. I'm an ex-sports person. And if my results weren't improving and or going backwards in some cases over a 20-year period, there isn't a place in the world that I'd get a, another job. But continuously, the same places get yeah. funded. The same advices get ignored. And, you know, recommendation after recommendation is just not being implemented yet at a government we, level. Yet if we, say, for example, implement an education policy, let's say, let's say it costs $100 million to put whatever, teacups into schools, all right, and then... Uh, over 10 years, the students at those schools were failing at teacups. They don't blame the students. They go, that program's clearly not working because we needed those kids to figure out teacups. It's literally the only part of government spending where the people who are supposed to be benefiting from it are the ones who get the finger pointed at them for wasting the money if it doesn't work. Also, also the challenge around this, right, is that we're talking billions of dollars being pushed into, into the wrong places. There's a hell of a lot of those places that are non-Indigenous organisations. So when right. everyone goes, oh, you know, Aboriginal people, Torres Strait Islander people, the, the program there is the money they get is, is incredible. There's so much money going in. They get enough. It actually doesn't go to us. I, I've said for many, many years now that whilst ever Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people are unwell, we're a business. 
there's a hell of a lot of non-Indigenous organisations that get funded millions of dollars each budget to work with us, and it's going backwards. So why on earth do we continue to fund those organisations? It just blows my mind. And, you know, we've had – there's some there's some fantastic people that, that talk to this and and some pa- fantastic podcasts that I've, that I've listened to recently with uh, Marcy Langton and Aaron Korn. There's a fantastic episode in that. There's, there's several episodes in that, actually, that talk directly to the amounts of money that has been going into organisations that gets wasted because it's having little to no results. Yet the Aboriginal-controlled community health sector that get results is being defunded. Like, it just makes no sense. That's why I say, do they really want to close the gap? Or is it the fact that we're keeping a hell of a lot of people in jobs whilst we're sick? It's so hard to even get my head around just the dehumanising of it. I can't imagine what it would feel like to be you who works every day with young people and you're trying to tell these young people it's important to have a purpose, it's important to be a part of the community, it's important to be a part of the country and help everyone around you and the gigantic messaging (laughs) at every angle off their phone, everything is like, no, you don't deserve to be a part of this. I think even like deeper to that, when we're looking at, at program levels or grassroots work and you've known me for a while now and the work that I've done for a while now. You know, almost a decade I've been in schools and communities, in organisations, literally having in-depth conversations and helping people around what it is they go through, why they go through it, and just starting to to look at that. I've, I've never once been funded like a, a decent amount to be able to have a staff with me to come around and do things like that with me. So... The challenges that I have, and I see this everywhere I go, organizations that go, Joe, we've got fantastic ideas. Joe, we've got these small grassroots organizations that just can't get funding. Like we're forever having to beg for, as I say, breadcrumbs from the table. Whilst it isn't perfect, having a voice at a parliamentary level is a seat at that table. Yeah. To be able to at least have a look at where the breadcrumbs go to. Yeah. Again, whilst it's not perfect, I'm getting a little older in age, this vote isn't for me. This vote is for my great-great-grandkids and their great-great-grandkids because I, I honestly believe as well that Australia is becoming more and more progressive yeah. with this conversation. And and the, the fact that we're, the rot has to rise to the surface for us to have any sort of growth as it is. But- it needs to rise there for people to see it. And non-Indigenous people are starting to see now what we've always seen, which is great for us because, like, we're like, I told you so. But, <laughs> like, it's the challenge with it all is, is that through discomfort, you know, comes growth. Yeah. Um, I'm hopeful. I'm not confident. But we need to, we need to change things. Mm. That's the biggest thing, right, is that... The conversation or the narrative around how the no vote is the status quo. The status quo up isn't particularly healthy for us, but I also understand and respect a great deal of of people who are advocating for no because it isn't what's good enough. We do deserve more, but I'm of belief that right now we should seize an opportunity to be able to start to implement things because as progressive that we're becoming, right, we're not there yet. 
but in 150 years' time, the people in the parliament then would shape the laws and the powers that the voice will have, right? I'm confident of an Australia in 100 years or 150 years. I'm not particularly confident in the Australia that we have right now. Tell me about the idea of you know, something that I had to come to terms with, particularly around like climate stuff. Someone just said to me one day, you can't let perfect be the enemy of good. You know, if you see good, you should probably grab good. You can work to perfect, but if you say no to good, then you're still there. Tell me a bit about voting yes for something that, as you said, probably not, you know, everything that could be. I feel too that, that there's a hell of a lot of our mob that are grappling with that. Like, there's only one option here, yes or no, and we don't know what no looks like. So for me, whilst we don't have a particularly clear answer of what yes looks like as well, mm. but that will definitely be all sorted out within legislation made by the parliament, right? It's, it's basic politics. So, so when you know people, people from from the opposition come out and say there's not enough detail and it's you know it's it's too risky, like. Again, another podcast from that exact series where where they actually sat with members from the coalition to actually form what it looks like because they know that there's going to be conservatives that say, hey, this isn't good enough, right? So for me, I just believe a seat at the table is better than not. And whilst everything sounds like perfect in theory, when we say, you know, like, you know, let's kick down the doors and, and overturn the government and, you know, conversations like that, that's, that's wonderful in theory. It's, I, just, I just can't see a government saying, oh, actually, yeah, you know what, the First Nation people, they were actually right, we were wrong. It's not going to happen. So um, I'm also a realist with that, yeah. but I'm also respectful of a hell of a lot of our, our mob, particularly yeah. our mob, that say it's not good enough because, like, I, I get that. I've got friends, I've got close family that are in that. That's why it's such a grappling topic for our people is because it isn't particular safe space to be able to say which way you feel or which way you stand. Yeah. Uh, as I said, I've got people, the closest people in my life voting either way. That can be challenging for some. Yeah. How, I mean, I, I don't really want to pay too much attention to opinion polls because uh, I haven't got a tinfoil hat on here, Joe, but I understand that news is a business and I understand that you want to have something to sell. And if you commission a poll, for example, you want to be able to have that poll back up kind of the stance that your paper or whatever has been. Like, I understand there's ways around it, right? So we're not going to know until October 15. Okay. But whatever shows up on October 15, already there's been tons of damage done by this how can we move forward, no matter what happens on October 15, how can we move forward at least around the damage that's been done by this? Well, we have to. Yeah. We don't have a choice Yeah, in that, Osha. This is the thing. Non-Indigenous Australia can move on with their life like nothing happened. But we, for 200 years, have been doing this. Yeah. Whatever gets up, yes or no, the fight continues. Right. It's all about that. How do we, how, how can I get around you on October 15? Let's start there. 
you won't get around me because I'm someone who will just lock myself away and not talk to anyone. <laughs> someone who's an advocate for you need to be talking to people and stuff like that when you're not. But I, I, I deal with a lot of stuff with me internally because I'm, I'm very self-aware as well. Yeah. Um, I'll spend it with my loved ones. Um, you know what? Uh, my kids now, uh, when they're of age, will look back or will learn about this day in their school, right? Mm. And they might come home and say, Dad, which way did you go? What did you do, Dad? But they don't care because they don't know what's yes or no. They care if Dad's in a good or a bad mood or not. Right. Right. So the most important for me is to make sure that my kids are safe, that I'm safe, that my family unit is functioning well. And you know what? Life goes forward from here. Um, whatever it is, we do the best we can. That is wise words, man, because I, I can imagine that this would be, if, if I put myself in your place, it would be crushing. Absolutely it's going to smash. It's going to smash mentally and emotionally. Yeah. But if my little boy comes home and says, Dad, I don't want to go and kick the footy, I can't sit there and go, you know what, son? I'm not having a good day today because people have the opinion that's opposite to mine. i got to say, let's go and do it. Yeah. You know, because life goes forward for young people whilst it may impact them moving forward. They don't know right now. Yeah. So it's important that within our family unit, we ensure it to be a safe space. Sometimes I understand that that the family unit is not a safe space for young people sometimes. So it's important that whatever comes up you know, on yeah, the end of this weekend is that I spend it with my loved ones. I look after myself mentally and emotionally and spiritually, and I do what's best for the people that, that matter to me most. If there's one thing that no campaign has shown us, it's brought a lot of stuff to light, as you said, stuff that you always knew, stuff that I had a fair idea was there and at first would be dog whistled and is now just getting said plain as day on national television. What do we do with that? What do we do with that stuff about ourselves, about our country, about our community now that it's out in the open? It's about you pulling your Uncle Trevor up at the barbecue and say, listen, that ain't on. Right. Respect to all the people, names Trevor, but <laughs> it's the first thing that come to me. But, you know, like it's what we ignore is what we accept. You don't see any young Trevors, you know. <laughs> when I drop Wolfie at daycare, there's no Trevor on the list. <laughs> the thing I the thing I say, Osher, and I'm, I'm a big believer in what we ignore is what we accept. Yeah. Whatever happens, if the no vote gets up, you know, Sunday, then what we need to do is continue the work. And, you know, it, it will be a, a challenging space for a lot of people black, white or green around the country, what we need to do is just show a hell of a lot of kindness. And I'm a big believer in the path is set. So whatever's going to happen is going to happen. We ain't got control of that. What we got control of is what we do in each situation and how we respond to each situation. So for me, I'll make sure that I do the best I can to be the best I can um, and make sure the little people in my life are loved, looked after and feel secure. So there it is. I couldn't think of a better conversation to listen to today than that. That was Joe Williams, clearly a very wise, very kind, very deep-hearted man. If you are still thinking about what might happen with your vote, happy reading. There's a bit out there, just literally the first search result on any search engine you try. Uh, maybe start with the Uluru Statement from the Heart. It is a glorious piece of writing. And it encompasses hope and humanity in a way that is truly heartwarming and humbling to read. It's beautiful. 
And there's probably a bit more that you might want to want to read up on, but yeah, check your sources, but you already know that. You know right from wrong. Happy voting. Enjoy your sausage. I'm sure this qualifies for a sausage. People in Australia know what I'm talking about. People outside of Australia going, what the fuck? What? There's a sausage involved? Yes. Not just at hardware stores. Democracy as well. Thanks, everyone, who helped me make the show today. Thanks, Andy Ma, who did post-production on this. Thanks, Abby Benno, Ben Richardson, and Toe Hyder, who made all the music. We're back on Monday in whatever the country looks like. Uh, I'm probably going to record Monday's intro before I know what happens on the weekend, so who knows? Uh, but on Monday, we've got Mel B. Yeah, Mel B. She's on the show. It's going to be great. Thanks for listening. See you Monday. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.